Good morning and welcome to Picking Up the Cross Podcast. This is episode two and my second episode. And I right now I want to give glory and all honor to God. But this this message is about thanking him throughout the day. It, it reads, Thank me throughout this day for my presence and my peace. These are gifts of supernatural proportions. Ever since the resurrection, I have comforted my followers with these messages. Peace be with you, and I am with you always. Listen that I offer you my peace and presence in full measure. The best way to receive these glorious gifts is to thank me for them. It is impossible to spend too much time thanking and praising me. I created you first and foremost to glorify me. Thanksgiving and praise put you in proper relationship with me, opening the way for my riches to flow into you. As you thank me for my presence and peace, you appropriate my richest gifts. See, we was created to glorify God. And when we operate out of Thanksgiving, they will operate out of our design and our function. That's why the enemy spends so much time putting in you, allowing you to be put in a position where you'll have no reason to thank. No reason to thank him. Thanking God means you are sure of what he's done. Thanking him activate the promises and it activate the access to the riches because in the riches is his glory. See, but if your life is always in despair and you're always surrounded by things that give you no reason to thank God, but instead make you thank the world, thank your jobs, thank people, then you're operating out of, the, out of your design, amen? So I'm going to ground and reinforce this by verses that I've read to back this dialogue. Hebrews 13 and 15 states, follow me if you're there. Hebrews 13 and 15 states that, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. See, God requires a sacrifice, but the only sacrifice that he wants is to praise. What are we praising him for? Continually having grace on our lives when we walk contrary to what he designed us to do. What are we praising him for? The sacrifice of his only begotten son that for the Lord showed the world that he loved it by sacrificing his son. So what are we praising him for? But we have to do it continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. The fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Another scripture that I want us to, to partake in is Luke 24 and 36. Let me know if you find it. Amen. Luke 24 and 36 says, And as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said unto them, Peace be unto you. Because of what Jesus did, he allowed the hard parts to be already sacrificed. He allowed the hard things to already happen. And in return, he left us with peace because the peace is knowing that he's already died on the cross for our sins. The peace that he left with us means he has already did the hard parts in our life. The peace that he left in us is the fact that he has demonstrated and exuberated the love of God. 
the last piece that I said that he left with Noah too, the Holy Spirit as a comforter. And another piece that he left with us, he has led the way in a direction to God. He ordered the steps for us. He done the hard things for us, saints. So what are we doing with this gift? Are we praising God with the fruit of our lips? Last message I want to give you. It's Matthew 28 and 20. Amen. Matthew 28 and 20. And it speaks. Watch this now. It's in red. So that means Jesus spoke this or whoever the, whoever the author. This is his dialogue. When it's in red in the Bible, that means somebody is speaking. But I'm pretty sure it was Jesus. Amen. Uh, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you in low. I am with you always, even until the end of the world. The peace of mind knowing that he never left us. No matter what we do, even when the world ends, he still fulfills his promises. So that's why we ought to thank him throughout the day. We ought to thank him because we put so much hope in man that they'll leave you assuredly for a moment. Man can only be conditional. One moment they're loving on you and a moment that you don't do something for them, they leave you. But see, Jesus said he will never leave you even until the end of the world. But who, who wants to line themselves up with, with the word of God and, and be a part of something when nobody never leaves you, when you're, when you're serving a God who, who never stopped loving you despite what you do, who never, put, who never sit here and hold wrongdoings over your head, who never discredits you, who never sits here and, 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 and lies to you or, 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 or sit here and just stop loving you based on what you don't do for them. See, that's a, that's a, that's a relationship that you want. Amen. But we put our hopes and jobs and things and, you know, these things that's temporary that surely will leave us, a car will break down, amen. Uh, you know, a job will fire you at any moment's notice. Uh, 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 your money will leave, you know what I'm saying, your money will get low. But we serve a God who said, I'll never leave you even until the end of the world. See, our mindset has to change. Our value system has to change as well as our wired desires. And our desire is wired by the things that we want for ourselves. But because we're, we're, we're child-minded, a lot of times we don't know what we need for ourselves. Amen. A child doesn't know what it needs. It only wants what it wants, not knowing it doesn't need it. So the parent has to always make a mature decision for the child because the child doesn't know what it needs. You have to cook for the child because the child doesn't know how to make a hearty meal for itself, including everything from the pyramid as far as health purposes. We have to bathe a child because the child doesn't know if you don't bathe uh, after a few days, then certain things start to happen with your body. Amen. A child doesn't know that I have to get up in the morning at this certain amount of time, go to sleep on time to have an eight-hour day. See, you have to make a decision for them. But see, when we're in the world, we don't understand that spiritually we're babes. And that's why God does things the way he do, because his... his uh, his sovereignty succeeds all ours. And the thing is, we don't make right decisions for ourselves. That's why we have to 
be renewed in the mind, maturely spirited, because naturally we self-destruct ourselves with things, with people, with what we involve ourselves in, not knowing that the parent that sits high sees that the outcome of that very much thing will cause you to destroy yourself for the things that God has put in a place for what you need. Amen. So we ought to thank him daily. We ought to thank him with our lips. Which is a reasonable service. Because we don't deserve anything. Amen. We ought to praise him with our lips. Because it's grace that we're saved. That God still loves us anyway. No matter what we do. God knows what we do and he still loves us. He still resumes breath in our body. Amen. So it's a reasonable service that we thank him daily. It's a reasonable service. Because, because if we was in the Old Testament days, we are, uh, the things that we've done by sin, was, we'll be, it'll be death. It talks about it in Old Testament. You could barely do anything. Breaking the commandments and a punishment was death. But see, Jesus came and died and created a New Testament to where we don't have to die by our sins like that anymore. That we all be forgiven and, and he, he died on the cross and he got broken and bruised and, 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 and torn up and discredited and, and didn't have a life of his own. For what? In the place of what we're doing. For what? Mockery do we make on a sacrifice that Jesus died on a cross for us? What are we doing with the trade that he's done? Sacrifice is life. So we don't die by sin. But the Lord still says, I'll, I'll never leave you even until the end of the world. He loves us that much. And all he asks us in the return that we thank him and give him praise. That puts us in, what did, what, did, what did it say? Let's go back into context. He said, the best way to receive these glorious gifts is to thank me for them. That means he's already given it to you, even though you have done nothing to deserve it. And he still wants you to thank him for them. But how many of us thanking God, but instead we're constantly sending these complaints up there about what he's not doing based on the things that we desire for ourselves. Not knowing God has left us with things and gifts and he's waiting up for us to thank him for it. Instead of sitting here creating this image of him as a, a father who sits and ignores what we do and sitting here not giving us the things that we want like spoiled children. Amen. It is impossible to spend too much time thanking and praising him. He created us and foremost to glorify him, which is our calling and our purpose. Thanksgiving and praise put you in proper relationship with him. If you're not thanking God and praising him, then you're not in a proper relationship with God. Amen. You don't know God's love language. It's because you don't spend enough time with him. See, it's impossible to be intimate with something that you don't spend time in getting to know. I don't mean just being years of being familiar with the thing. I mean really knowing what makes this, this, this. Well, let's, let's use human to human interaction, for example. If, if you're not intimately spending time with your spouse, I mean learning their love language, what they like, what makes them tick. 
what, what makes them angry, amen, that's intimacy. You knowing their spouse through and through. And that's how we're supposed to be with God, intimately knowing God. Because if you knew him, then you knew that only to fulfill the things that God wants for you to do is through praise and worship. He could ask for more. But you're not aware. You're just familiar with God. But you're not having a personal relationship with him. He says, thanksgiving and praise put you in proper relationship with me. And guess what happens when you're in a proper relationship with him? See, just like in a spouse, when you're in a proper relationship with your spouse, it puts you in a position to gain what they have, the abilities that they have for you. Amen. Watch this. It says, opening the way for my riches to flow into you. As you thank me for my presence and peace, you appropriate my riches gifts. Amen. Lord, we just thank you and we praise you for your presence and your peace, Lord. We thank you for appropriating gifts. Lord, we realize this day that we was created to glorify you. Amen. How do we glorify you? Through praise and thanksgiving and to walk in according to your righteousness. Because when you love someone, you do what they say. In regards to keeping them in an appropriate position in a relationship. Lord, we thank you and honor you that you're with us even if the world ain't. Lord, there's no one like you that will demonstrate such a love. Lord, your love was demonstrated when you sent your son to die on the cross for us. Thank you, dear God. We praise you with the fruits of our lips in hoping that we be in appropriate relationship with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.